I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Welcome, you are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. This is Isaac Harris, one of your co-hosts from Mavs.com. And if you're a frequent listener of this podcast, you know if you're hearing my voice right now, you know that uh, Nick is still gone. Nick has uh, uh, been gone this past week, taking a break from everything before uh, literally everything ramps up. I talked to uh, Nick, who is the other co-host of this podcast, the main host of this podcast. I talked to him on the phone uh, a few days ago. And uh, we were joking that as long as everything plays out, I mean, we're not going to really have another break until next summer, possibly. I don't even know because everything will be so quick uh, coming out of the playoffs, then the draft, then free agency. And then if it goes somewhat of a time frame of the new training camp, media day and all of that happening in December at some point, then bam, here's this new season. And man, we just keep rolling on. So uh, today will be the last podcast without Nick until, uh, yeah, he's back tomorrow. Uh, if you listen uh, last week, uh, you know that the Mavericks had uh, press conferences, I guess, uh, via Zoom. Uh, that you guys, uh, if you've been listening, you heard a lot of audio from that, from Luka Doncic as presser, and then uh, Rick Carlisle, Donnie Nelson, both talked to the media last week also. And uh, I'm going to kind of do the same thing today. I'm going to use a lot of KP quotes. Uh, KP talked to us on Friday, and he's he's always just a blast to talk to from uh, a media and a personal standpoint. He's uh, super fun in the locker room. I remember the first time that he got here in Dallas uh, after the trade, and I remember he uh, walked up and shook and shook a lot of our hands and said, you know, introduced himself and uh, uh, told us bye as he was like leaving the locker room after a game and. Uh, that was something that stood out. I'm like, man, he uh, he was very um, outgoing or like showed respect to us, and it's, it's I don't know, it was just kind of a, co- a cool thing uh, to see him. Um, yeah, it, it show respect for our work too, and uh, acknowledge us instead of um, yeah, instead of not. I guess I'm trying to think of the best way to say that or word that, but I don't think I did. Um, right off the bat, so yeah, we're gonna talk about KP, and then uh, but first, I'm gonna talk about. Um, just the recent news, and we have somewhat of a schedule for scrimmage stuff. So, the Mavericks, we know who they will be scrimmaging. Uh, Donnie Nelson was asked last week, uh, just straightforward, hey, do you know your opponents for your scrimmages? We knew uh, that they were going to have three scrimmages down in Disney uh, before they start the eight seeding games. So, before the Rockets game on the 31st, that's the very first, uh, I'm doing air quotes right now, regular season game, very first seeding game, however you want to uh, say that. Before that game, they will have three scrimmage games. And now we know when those three scrimmage games will be. The very first one, July 23rd on Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, Dallas uh, will tip off their first scrimmage games, uh, game against the Lakers. Uh, so that should be fun. Now, one of the biggest questions as soon as this thing came out, and I, I got the tweet, I know Brad Townsend got the tweet, everybody got the tweet of like, hey, are these games going to be televised? And I've heard mixed things on this. I've heard... No, they won't, but then I've heard 
a handful of them will be. I don't know uh, exactly what's true at the moment. I just I do know that if the NBA can make money off of this, um, I think they probably will. So uh, I would I would actually be very very surprised if we don't get some type of look at this. I don't know if it's going to be a full game broadcast like they would. Uh, to me, I think it, I feel like it would make sense a little bit, you know, uh, iron out the wrinkles a little bit, put try to throw some different things out there, see what works during these scrimmages. Maybe um, I don't know, maybe just do the first uh, two quarters, like first half. It's not like you know Luke is going to get out there and play forty minutes in a scrimmage game or LeBron or whoever. But uh, yeah, first scrimmage, uh, July 23rd, Dallas against the Lakers. Uh, the very next scrimmage, they have a, a couple-day break there. And then on July 26th, uh, Dallas will play Indiana. And my wife just came in to get diapers for our kid right now because that's where we're at. I have my office podcast studio um, in the same room that we have uh, our daughters, our four-month-old daughters, uh, changing station. So anyway, she's trying to tiptoe and not be uh, on the pod right now. But anyway, July uh, 26, Indiana, Dallas, 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Um, that's on a Sunday. Now, obviously, this is Indiana without – this is probably the biggest news, um, I guess, over the weekend, I would say. I'm probably drawing a blank right now on exactly if there was another piece of uh, news that came out. But the fact that Victor Oladipo will not be playing uh, for the Indiana Pacers in Orlando as he's opting out and uh, will not play. I think they said he will be uh, with the team in Orlando. Shams, I think, was the first person to report that. But um, that's a huge blow for Indiana. I mean, if you wanted to look at a top uh, six, if you want to say a top six in the Eastern Conference, uh, including, you know, you have the top three in Milwaukee and Toronto and Boston. If you wanted to do after that, Miami, Indiana, Philly, and that's your top six in the Eastern Conference there. I mean, I think Oladipo, I, lo- I love that Indiana team, but taking Oladipo out of that team, um, I think for me, I would t- take that to a top five in the Eastern Conference at that point. So, and as Nick has alluded to on this podcast, Indiana will stand at the same hotel as Dallas and, you know, Oladipo is going to be a free agent and, um, and what next summer, 2021. So positive news from this, he's going to be at the hotel, but not playing. Uh, so at least, you know, conversations, if he wants to have conversations with future teammates, whether it's on the Pacers or another team, maybe in the Western conference that has blue in their colors, uh, bringing a green back, maybe, you know, if you want to have conversations with, um, with other players from other teams that could happen at the hotel. So he will be in Orlando. And then the last scrimmage game uh, for the Mavericks is at 8 30 PM on July 28th. That's a Tuesday against the accountant, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. So yeah, we should get a lot of broke off in that game. And that will be fun for all of us. If we do get to see any of these games to see uh, broke off, go against the Mavericks. So, uh, there's your scrimmage schedule. Uh, once again, they play the Lakers, they play the Pacers, they play the Sixers. Honestly, I'm just gonna be real with you. I don't think any of this really matters. It's, I mean, yeah, I've had people text me, um, DM me and like, what, man, do you think they can, what, what does this tell you? What could this tell the team? I honestly don't think it means absolutely anything. Um, I, I think it's just literally what it, what a scrimmage is. I think they'll roll people out there, just try to get some minutes in. Um, I don't think you're going to see any in-depth, 
um, secrets or secret strategies thrown out in scrimmages or anything like that. I mean, they all want to stay healthy, but they also want to get their legs back underneath them at the same time. So uh, I don't, I'm not taking anything from the scrimmages. I'm sorry if you are. Let's uh, let's talk to or not talk to KP. We talked to him on Friday, but uh, now let's let's get into KP's first quote. He was asked. I think it was by Chris Henderson. I'm I'm sorry if I'm gonna forget the names that he was uh, that these questions come from. I think Chris Henderson, uh, C Hendo on uh, Twitter, asked him what it's going to be like playing in an arena without fans, and this is KP's response to that. Yeah, uh, I think it's gonna be weird. Honestly, um, I think a big part of of, of the game and. And of the whole atmosphere is is the fans. They they make the whole, they bring the energy. They they give us the energy a lot of times. That's why the home court is so important, home court advantage. Uh, but this time it's going to be different. So uh, I think uh, we're all going to have to get get used to it and 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 just uh, see go with the flow and see see how it goes. But it's definitely going to be more like a. I think the field is going to be more like a pickup game, like a high intensity, high level pickup game than a, than an actual NBA game. A high-level pickup game. This has been one of my biggest things that I am looking forward to the most, at least one of those first, that that first Mavericks-Rockets game on the 31st. I just want to see what the experience is like. I mean, we've all seen or been in an arena for a high-intense um, high school basketball game or maybe been to an AAU tournament. And um, I shouldn't even say a high-intense high school basketball game because a lot of those have a lot of um, – yeah, a lot of families and a bigger crowd, depending on where you're at. Um, but I'm really curious on what this looks like. And because I think I've said this all along, I think we are really underestimating the how weird it's going to see. Yeah, just seeing an NBA game without the crowd, without fans hollering, uh, just without the whole in arena experience. I know they're going to try a bunch of different things. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see what is like gimmicky, what works. Uh, will it just be like typical Twitter? It's just like, hey, just destroy everything, and I hate it all, and uh, don't do anything. I, I don't know. I don't know what's what, what is it going to be like when uh, you know Lillard hits a shot over Paul George, you know, to win a series, and there's nothing, and it's just you know the team going crazy, or I don't know. But I, I like how. Just how KP, his mindset behind this is like, hey, it's going to be weird. They all know that and they're all going to have to adjust to that. But just the fact of, hey, we're like, this is going to be more like a high intense pickup game. That's just, that, that's crazy to think, you know, in our minds to think that this is how it could feel for them on the court because, you know, you take, yeah, you take away the crowd, you take away their arena and you take away these MFFLs that, that would be there for these playoff games. I, I one of my first, my, I think my very first Mavericks game in Dallas, uh, when I first moved here was the series against the Spurs, the Vince Carter series. And I, I mean, I was just blown away. I'd never been to a playoff game. I've been to a bunch of different, uh, NBA games before growing up in Kentucky, but different Pacers, uh, Memphis game, whatever. But I'd never been to a playoff game, just the atmosphere, the intensity of it, and now that will not be there. So anyway, I just like KP talking about it being a high-intense pickup game. Now let's listen to KP answer a question about just how he's feeling and just where his body is at right now. Yeah, I think as the season went on, uh, for me it was pretty back, pretty much back to normal. Um, and he was feeling great the whole time. And it was just a matter of me getting back into the rhythm, getting back into uh, getting that, that feel for the game again, that touch um, around the rim and, and, and little, little things like that. 
And I feel like now with the extra time that we had uh, to put in the individual work and, 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 and get a lot of shots up and, and, and keep working on my game, um, I'll feel really comfortable on the court and, and I'll be really back uh, into, uh, into, into my rhythm and into the feel of the game. And, and also um, uh, now I know I know the type of basketball play, the system, and we had a lot of good conversations with Coach Carlisle, uh, and uh, and I think I think um, uh, um, I'm just ready. I'm ready to be back on the court and be uh, ready to uh, to play the game that I love and uh, put so much work into. I honestly think you can call me biased on this, but I think Porzingis is one of the most overlooked players going into Orlando because. I think just how the season started, him setting out games and just getting him back into this groove. And, you know, so many articles were written about it. We talked about it forever on this podcast. And just when can KP, how can KP get back to that all-star level? If not just not just get back, but can he be better than the all-star level that he was at when he tore his you know ACL in New York? And just hearing him talk about just where he's at. And where his body was at uh, this season, he was, you know, right before everything, there's a question that comes up uh, here in a little bit. And I was actually asked the same exact question um, when I jumped on uh, 105.3, the fan on Friday night. And uh, Jared Sandler and the guys over there asked me, they said, hey, you know, a lot, of, you know, before the hiatus or before quarantine happened, you know, Luca and KP seemed like they were getting on the same page. How easy will it be for them to get back on the same page uh, again coming out of this? And you can hear KP's answer about that in a little bit. But I just, I, I know we we all talk about, it, and I was even saying this before the season. Uh, I was kind of um, uh, beating the drum of, hey, don't forget about how good KP is. And I even wrote an article about it for Mavs.com. Just the last time we saw KP on a basketball court, he was really, really good, like top 15 player good in the league. And I know we've had ACL injury and everything since then, but I, I, I think some people are still sleeping on KP a little bit and just the ceiling that he gives this Mavericks team. And I, I'm still I'm, I'm, I'm debating on writing a KP piece right now. I haven't wrote in a while. And – and yeah, just through all of quarantine stuff, I've been doing more podcast stuff for Mavs.com, but I'm debating on writing uh, something about KP because he goes on a few questions after this and people, uh, somebody asked him a question, uh, just what he's kind of realized. I forgot exactly what the question was about, what he's realized about his body or just this season and uh, work that he's put in during quarantine and he goes on this segment. I thought this was the most fascinating thing that he said in his tire presser and talking about his weight gain in the off season. You know, we talked about it so much as media, as fans covering this team and, and posting pictures of Drago from Rocky and how much he had beefed up and toned up and his arms had gotten bigger and all this stuff. And he talked about it as a negative and how He's like, you know, I was, I came out of this. He even called it a mistake at the, some point. So I think I made a mistake when it comes to, you know, putting on as much muscle as I did. I wasn't used to that type of muscle compared to when I went down and the level I was playing at when I went, went down. So, and he talks about finding that, that sweet spot, finding that spot of knowing the weight you should be playing at. And I think that's just fascinating for somebody like me. I just don't even understand that because I'm not a professional athlete of, Hey, you can be, you know, you can have too much muscle. You can be too skinny, finding this in between, finding the balance, working with the medical staff of what is the right weight for you? 
what is the the amount of muscle? I mean, we all know how uh, how buff Dirk was, but you know what? What's the just what is that sweet spot for an athlete that where they perform at the highest at? And so anyway, I thought that was fascinating. Uh, I'm debating. You might hear it in this podcast. I don't think so, but uh, I'm debating on writing about it. So yeah, if I do write about it, please give it a listen. But yeah, let's uh, let's jump into the next KP quote. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that that tough. We've been working out with Luca also this uh, now once, since we've been back, and and I think um, for us once we once we got a little got, got to know a little bit more each other on the court, um, it was it was only a matter of time for us to to really get that uh, chemistry going, and and I don't think we, we're going to take a step back. We're only looking forward, and we're only going to make steps forward in terms of that. So um, now you know it's it's it's. It's heading in the right direction, and, and we're both excited to play with each other and, and to play with the rest of the guys. And and uh, and I can feel we all got a, a little more extra juice now when we're working out because we know what's coming. We know for a lot of guys it's going to be the first time that we experience this, and and so everybody's working really really hard, and and uh, we're ready to to show that on the court. Twenty one years old, twenty four years old. Those are the ages of this young duo in Dallas as KP is 24 and Luca uh, is 21. Honestly, it's one of the best young duos in the NBA. And this is going to be their first playoff experience together. And the fact that they both talk glowingly about each other, uh, they love playing with each other, just them figuring out, you know, hearing KP talk about it, it's like, hey, we, we had to figure out how to play together. And going back to that conversation I referenced a little bit ago about uh, on the fan, uh, you know, they asked me when they asked, they said, hey, do you think that they can get the chemistry back? And I love how KP said, hey, like the only way we're going is up. Like we're not going backwards. We're not going down. We're just going to keep going forward in this. And and I want to mention this, that Rick said last week, I think it was on Wednesday when Rick talked and he said, you know, he said, it's, it's different this time around in, in Disney and comparing it. He said, cause some people's compared this to a lockout and a lockout season. He said, but coming out of a lockout season, coming out of a lockout in general, he said, it's a much quicker ramp up period to get in back into regular season games than getting back to making money and all this stuff. He said, but the Disney situation, he said, we're going to have a much longer training camp in Disney, much longer time to prepare in Disney. So I think that's going to contribute to them getting back on the same page again. And just, yeah, I mean, just, I don't, yeah. And it just figuring out the takeaways from these media sessions. I think the biggest thing out of KP, Luca, Rick, Donnie, all of the media sessions last week, we're going to talk to Tim Hardaway uh, today on Monday, but I think the biggest takeaway is just how excited everyone is. You know, for the majority of this team, this is the first taste of the playoffs. And a lot of these young guys, first time that they're going to be playing in the playoffs. And for a team that has this young core and Luka and KP, this is their first taste of the playoffs. And this is huge for them. So, uh, yeah. And speaking of playoffs, let's listen to his next KP quote because he talks about the Western Conference. Uh, I think it was Eddie Sefko who asked him, just about avoiding the Clippers and just their mindset going into these eight seeding games, knowing that they can move up and their matchup can change and all of that. I, of course, we want to we want to win the the most games we can. You know, we're not really looking to avoid anybody. Uh, obviously, those are going to be tough matchups, but but we want to see we want to do the best we can, to, and then we'll see where we end up, and then and then we'll we'll go from there. You know, we don't want to 
uh, try to go, go too far ahead. And um, and but but we all I think we're all all of our mindsets are that that uh, that we're we're a dangerous team and and I think we can we can we can surprise people and that's that's got to be our mindset and and that's what we're working towards too we're working hard and and um, and that's it that, that that's our mindset going into the off season. KP says accidentally says off season right there and then he corrects himself and says post season and uh, we all had a chuckle but. I love if there's one quote that you can pull from this KP media session. I think you've seen it. I know I tweeted it out. I know the Mavericks Twitter account tweeted it out. If yeah, there's one quote that comes from this. It's this KP line of, we know that we are a dangerous team and I think we can surprise some people. Let's go. Let's go. That gets you hyped. And you know, it's not just a Mavericks thing. I mean, I've joked on this podcast before that if, even if I wasn't covering the Mavericks, like they would be the sexy pick. I think they will be, especially if they face Denver. Like you know it. You know it. You can mark my words. You know if they face Denver, that's going to be a popular upset pick for a lot of people. Uh, even Zach Lowe talked about it on his podcast at Dallas. You know, if you had to put odds on advance to the second round, I think it was Kevin Pelton at ESPN uh, put out percentages and odds of teams making it to the second round. And Dallas was above teams like Utah. And I, yeah, you could correct me, double check me on this. I think they even put them ahead of Denver as far as odds and percentages to move on to the second round. And uh, which is kind of crazy. I think they're going to get as long as they stay healthy. KP and Luca show out in in those seeding games, and if they can avoid the Clippers, that will be the toughest one. If they can avoid the Clippers in that first round, they can play anybody else, Denver, Utah, Houston, whoever it is, I think they could be a popular pick when it comes to the playoffs if they're fully healthy. Uh, Let's check out one more KP quote. Um, You know, I'm not a big movie guy. I'm not really big into, like, TV shows and stuff. What I did watch was – Obviously, everybody had to watch it. Uh, Tiger King, I mean, it was the most insane series I've ever seen. Every time I thought it was, you know, that was already too much, then something crazier happened. So uh, that was one of my favorite series to watch. And then I like to rewatch movies that are already, I know that are good movies. Um, so one of my favorite movies of all time is uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, there's just so much action in that movie that uh, that's one of my favorite ones. And then... Uh, and then some other other ones that I just like to rewatch and and or just put something in the background while I'm doing something. So, okay, I had to throw this quote in there just because hearing KP talk about Tiger King was um, thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, seeing all of the squares light up on Zoom of the media people on this call, it was uh, absolutely incredible. And um, one. I'm glad I'm not the only person that just throws movies on that I like on in the background while I do other things. It was kind of uh, vindicating hearing that uh, KP does it too. And then he rewatches uh, movies. I was just talking to one of my good friends the other day and they said, Hey, I, they were shook that I um, rewatch a lot of movies that I really like. And they're like, I see it on movies or they watch it one time and they're done with it. I'm like, man, I rewatch movies all of the time. I guess that could be bad. Cause I don't, I need to, watch more movies uh i'll never watch avatar get out of here but um movies that i really like yeah i'll rewatch them sometimes so it was cool hearing kp said that or say that uh let's get to the last kp quote and i'm actually going to include the question on this this is our our friend our friend of the podcast friend in person 
uh, Doyle at Kobe Beef on Twitter. And I'm including his question on there because uh, this he's been aggregated on this and it's been fun. But uh, yeah, I think we all had a smirk after this question and after KP's response to this question because now we're all wondering what the answer is to this question. Is there anything that you've been working on in terms of specific, you know, a new element to your game uh, since you've been, you know, in quarantine? Yes, but I can't talk about it. It's a secret. <laughs> I have to show it on the court. All right. <laughs> Let's go. What could this be? Uh, is this like a dirt fade? Is this a KP running point? Uh, is this a, I don't know. what? Like, I don't even know what this could be. I just love that uh, he said this answer. He said it with a smirk. We all uh, laughed and enjoyed it. And now we just uh, are all going to wait. And when he pulls off something that we haven't seen uh, we f- or we feel like we haven't seen before, everyone's going to tweet it out and say, hey, this is the answer uh, to Doyle's question. So, uh, yeah, uh, great question about Doyle. I loved KP's answer. And uh, that's it for today. So, uh, reminder, we'll be back tomorrow. I know Nick will be back uh, with us tomorrow for Tuesday's pod. Uh, we're Media, we'll talk to Tim Hardaway uh, today, I think around lunchtime, a little after lunchtime, central time. Uh, so, yeah, you can check on Twitter. You can go to my Twitter at, at Isaac L. Harris. I'll be tweeting out quotes uh, from that presser. Uh, make sure you follow us on um, at our Lockdown Mavericks uh, Twitter account also as we'll uh, tweet out different stuff from that too. But, guys, uh, man, this is the home stretch as uh, Dallas heads out for Disney uh, or the Mavericks head out for Disney this week. And uh, it'll be, a, 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 I think, a big week. It feels like I say this every week, that every week is a big week. But I think it will be a, a huge week for uh, just NBA teams traveling there. And uh, I know um, people and organization and players, you know, they're leaving families this week. And uh, they, some of them are preparing not to see their families for a very long time. And uh, I know it's hard for some people that's going. And, um, yeah, for a lot of people that's going. So uh, we'll see uh, how Dallas uh gets to Disney and uh, transitions to the Disney Disney bubble. And then we're going to have some pressers and stuff uh, in Disney. But uh, stay tuned to Lockdown Mavs, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace out. Boom.